This week's episode of the Arc Tactic Podcast is brought to you by UGallery.com. Discover the world's most talented emerging artists from the comfort of your home on UGallery.com. UGallery.com is the leading curated online art gallery, featuring a diverse collection of quality original works at accessible prices. Artwork ships free, arrives at your doorstep ready to hang, and comes with a 7-day money-back guarantee. Browse our collection at UGallery.com. That's the letter U, gallery.com. This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is also brought to you by Artbase. Did you know that Artbase is the best-loved software in the art world? Artbase offers products that do everything you need to run your art business. Track your art and your contacts and cross-reference them. Make invoices, generate consignments, run all kinds of reports. Even use it on your iPad or iPhone at art fairs or while you're away. Take it from the thousands of happy Artbase clients all over the world. Artbase is the right software for your art business. Visit Artbase.com to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're joined by Robert Manley, formerly the Deputy Chairman of Post-War Contemporary Art at Christie's, and will soon be joining Phillips Auction House in a similar capacity. Robert's also a frequent player in our Art Forecaster competition. For those that aren't familiar with Art Forecaster, it's a competition we host in which players forecast prices of artworks upcoming at auction. If you want to play or learn more, you can visit artforecaster.com. And to give you some context about Robert, he's given a total of 2,650 predictions in the game since May of 2014, and he recently won the 2015 and 2016 Expert League Season Championship. Robert, thanks for coming on. Great to be here. We thought it'd be great to hear about your experiences with the Art Forecaster game, especially considering your perspective as an auction house specialist. Then we thought we'd ask you a question or two about the market. Certainly. Well, I spend a good part of my day, every day, putting auction estimates on works of art and uh, appraising works of art. So it might be strange that I would seek out yet another venue to do that, but uh, when I found the Art Tactic Forecaster, I was immediately fascinated by it. And, you know, I liked being challenged to to guess where things would sell, which are things I normally do. But also I liked the, um, the interactive part where uh, you would learn instantly or, or within a day or two whether or not you were right or wrong, learning about new artists. And and then, of course, the competitive side in me uh, is drawn to the idea of competing against people from all over the world to figure out what things are worth. Do you think practicing giving forecasts, then having the opportunity to view and analyze your performance, do you think, what was that like for you? And do you think that actually improved your forecasting accuracy? Certainly. I mean, you, you the thing about the secondary market, you see the same artists again and again, and uh, so, you know, as you take more and more of these quizzes, you you come across the same artists again and again, and invariably you get better. You you see w- certain artists tend to sell higher than the the listed estimates, and and certain kinds of work. Uh, one of the things that I find endlessly fascinating about the art market is that <clears throat> there are just so many nuances. It's it's never as simple as well, <clears throat> one artist is popular or not it's usually a certain period and a certain type and a certain image so the, the you know the deeper you go into it the you know the more accurate you can be and 
one of the things I like about the art tactic forecaster is that they do also give you some tools to make better judgments. You know, the, the link to the auction house website, I think is very helpful. And also the, um, you know, the link to uh, past results by the artist and how they've done in the art tactic uh, quizzes. What have you learned, whether it's good or bad, about your per- personal forecasting ability that has surprised you? In general, I've learned that I'm quite conservative when it comes to how I think works of art will perform. So I find that often things sell for more than I predict. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also extremely optimistic. I generally think just about everything will sell. And uh, I'm, I'm often wrong in that regard. So I, I, I think that people bring their own personality traits to the way they forecast. It's not just, uh, in a way, that's the hardest part with the, uh, uh, to becoming a, a better forecaster and just a better appraiser is to try to get your personality out of it and think as, as objectively as possible. How much value do you think there is in being a market insider when it comes to predicting outcomes at auction? Or do you think anyone could do it with a strong degree of accuracy if they dedicated enough time and energy to it? I think predicting how much artworks will sell for is a little bit like predicting the stock market. And, you know, if you're an amateur day trader, I'm sure you can, uh, you know, be relatively good at it. But I think in general, the the professionals, people that do this day in and day out and know all the nuances, they're always going to be, uh, <laughs> at least I hope, uh, significantly better. Uh, but... You know, there there are plenty of, uh, of basics about the way the art market works, and there's a relatively small number of uh, actively traded secondary market artists that, you know, you can learn quite a lot within a short period of time. And I think one of the, the cool things about our tactic forecaster is that it, it gives you a lot of tools to, to learn pretty quickly. For someone who's a novice to forecasting, maybe they just signed up for our forecaster or they're struggling to get some accurate predictions. Do you mind kind of taking us inside of your head uh, just for a minute and offer some advice or tell us some of the steps you take when you see an artwork that's upcoming for auction, you're trying to think about what it may sell for? One of the things that maybe the the, uh, person outside of the field uh, isn't aware of is that everything at auction or virtually everything in auction has a reserve uh, and a reserve is a level at which uh, something can sell if a bid is, is reached at that level. And the, that reserve is generally around the low estimate. So not surprisingly, the, the vast majority of things that sell at auction tend to sell near the low estimate. So that's usually my my baseline is is the low estimate, <clears throat> and I think if if something looks spectacular, or if I, if I sense that the estimate is artificially low, I'll go higher. Uh, but I, I've been looking at some of the art tactic uh, aggregate opinions, and you know, it's not surprising that you see the 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 vast majority of of the predictions are right around there. So you kind of use that low estimate as an anchor for you, and then based on what you th- think about that work or other comparables, you then adjust from that price. Exactly. 
Exactly. The 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 part where uh, being a mar- so-called market insider helps is that having that sense as to whether uh, uh, an auction estimate is artificially low or artificially high. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that although auction houses try to assign the estimates that they think are the right estimates, the fact is that we are often influenced by a consigner's wishes. Uh, and generally, a consigner will push an estimate higher than maybe an auction specialist might not uh, like to have. So I don't, I don't take that auction estimate as, uh, as, a, as a given. Well, Robert, thanks for sharing your experiences with the Art Forecaster game. As we mentioned, Robert won this last year's competition in the Expert League. So for our listeners who are playing or considering playing, definitely Robert's someone whose advice you should listen to if you want to improve your forecasting skills. And while we have you here, we wanted to ask you just a couple of questions about the market at the moment. Since you've been outside of the auction market for a while now, I'm curious, what are some of, your, what are some of the most interesting trends or changes you've observed in the art market um, as you're transitioning to Phillips? I uh, began my hiatus at the end of July when the art market was at an all-time high. Every sale was breaking the records of the season before it. And uh, since then, there, there clearly has been a bit of a correction. Uh, the, the sales were a little bit slower in November in terms of the total value. But more importantly, some of the confidence went out of the market. I think the, the estimates were pushed too high. The volume of artworks were pushed too high. Uh, was way too much, and that caused the auction houses to pull back on some of their uh, financial deals, and a lot of the discretionary sellers that were willing to sell uh, started pulling back. So anyway, the the cumulative effect is that uh, the sales have been smaller, but I've been very uh, impressed and, and surprised almost by the strength of the sales uh, the last few weeks here in, in May in New York. From a buyer's perspective, you know, we just had freeze and we have the sales here now in May. Um, do you get a sense that buyers are a little bit more cautious or on the contrary, do you think they're still confident about buying great works, uh, you know, if those works are available for sale at the right price? Yeah, that's an excellent question. It, it's always so hard to make generalizations about the market because the wildly different markets within the, the general market, you know, and, uh, uh, but if we're just talking about the market for sort of blue chip, high-end works of art, uh, I think that, you know, buyers are being a little more cautious. They're being a little more discerning. They're maybe not being quite as aggressive. <clears throat> you know, the, the mentality, uh, the, the, say the previous five years was that the market's growing so rapidly and prices are going up that if I don't get it this season, I'm going to have to pay that much more next season. Whereas now it's a little bit different. It's more of a wait and see. And the the feeling is uh, often that if they don't get it this season, chances are it won't necessarily be any more next season. So these are all just subtle psychological differences that can make a huge impact on, on the, the total value of the sales and, and the auction house's bottom line. 
Robert, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We really enjoyed hearing your insights. Thanks again. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Arc Tactic Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Gallery. Discover the world's most talented emerging artists from the comfort of your home on ugallery.com. ugallery.com is the leading curated online art gallery featuring a diverse collection of quality original works at accessible prices. Artwork ships free, arrives at your doorstep ready to hang, and comes with a seven-day money-back guarantee. Browse our collection at ugallery.com. That's the letter U, gallery.com. This week's episode is also brought to you by Artbase. Did you know that Artbase is the best love software in the art world? Artbase offers products that do everything you need to run your art business. Track your art and your contacts and cross-reference them. Make invoices, generate consignments, run all kinds of reports. Even use it on your iPad or iPhone at art fairs or while you're away. Take it from the thousands of happy Artbase clients all over the world. Artbase is the right software for your art business. Visit artbase.com to find out more.